Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. This week, we're bringing clarity to the chaos with Tom Hughes and Billy Crone. We'll be looking closely at America in the New World Order with Tom Hughes, and Billy Crone will reveal his latest findings on Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the coming Mark of the Beast. Our next Clarity to the Chaos conference is less than a month away, Saturday and Sunday, April 15th and 16th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit the events page of our website, swrc.com, for complete speaker lineup and schedule. swrc.com and click on Events. Tom Hughes joins Josh Davis to begin a two-day look inside the biblical view of the intrigues behind the headlines. We have a special program for you the next couple of days. We have Pastor Tom Hughes with us discussing a couple of his books that we have available from Southwest Radio Ministries, America in the New World Order, America's Coming Judgment. Our main focus for the next two days will be on America in the New World Order. What role does America play in what is coming? What role does America play in the end times? How do we see our world moving toward a new world order? Pastor Tom Hughes serves as the senior pastor at Church 412 in San Jacinto, California. And for over 25 years, he has passionately studied and taught biblical prophecy. Pastor Tom is a widely respected theologian and prophecy expert, and we are just excited to have him on with us today. Pastor Tom, thank you for joining us on the Watchman on the Wall program. Hey, thank you, Josh. It's just a real blessing for me to be able to have this opportunity, so I really want to thank you. How do you define a new world order? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever actually been asked that before. But when you put it in the perspective of the direction I would connect it with the Bible, where the Bible says things are going, and what is developing now, it would really be a one-world government, a.k.a. globalism, and a world without God. And as you listen to political leaders talk about a new world order, you know, we can think of George Bush, and we can think of many others who have mentioned it. Now it's out there all the time because of the World Economic Forum and the U.N., but they're really talking about a world in which they've removed God, and the old world system just doesn't work. So we need this new world system, this new world order. And it's a world without God, an attempt at a utopian world where man is king. And we see that in Scripture, whether it be back at the Tower of Babel and see that coming into play. What is it about the human heart of people that crave this kind of godless society, rejecting the one true God and substituting themselves as God? What is the temptation to move towards this kind of world system? Well, the heart of man is deceitful and wicked, and so man doesn't pursue what is right and what's good. We know that both the Old Testament and New Testament teach us that. So man wants to dethrone the thought of God. I mean, we could think of people today that are in the news. You've all know Harari. In the beginning, man believed in God. In the end, we will be God. So it's this concept. Josh, I think of Psalm 2, 
Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing, where the leaders and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us cast his restraints from us? And, I mean, I would imagine just sitting in the meetings at the World Economic Forum where I've heard God isn't going to be mentioned, or at the U.N., they're saying, let's get rid of the restraints of this God thing. Don't talk about the book. So it's removing all of these things because this is the heart of man. And what's developing in this new world order, and it will come, it's not going to be a long-lived kingdom, it will come, but it is really, it's humanistic, and it is crowning man. It's this utopian world. What's amazing when you look at the way that it's going to develop, the way the Bible says it's going to develop, and the way it is developing, you can tell really what it comes down to is Satan is a copycat, and he's just creating this world where he wants to be the one who is worshipped. Yes, I agree with you 100%. And let's stay there. You were talking about some of these telltale signs. And uh, what are some of the telltale signs that we see in the news today of this new world order emerging onto the global scene? The pursuit towards globalism, the tearing down of borders. We can see this manipulation of the masses of people to surrender their freedoms to this global system. I mean, we hear the conversations, Klaus Schwab saying things like, by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. There's so many different mandates that are coming our way, laws that are coming our way. When we look at these things developing, all of them are developing with the removal of nation states as we know them. We think of whether or not a person liked Trump or hated Trump is besides the point. What Trump was doing, he was, he was branded as a nationalist, and this is a problem for the globalists. There can't be a nation that is above the global system. We know that everything is going that direction, so the thought of nationalism needs to be removed from the narrative. So the narrative is already set in place. It's going this particular direction, and it is going to be run by a group of elites, we know that from what the Bible says, and they're telling us exactly what they're going to do. So we can see it when we start looking at climate laws. We can see it with trade agreements right on down the work. Yeah, I agree with you. And I see this happening and developing, and we saw that with the World Economic Forum, and we'll return to them as well. But this year in January, they were really pushing this idea of thinking globally and to think, as you said, with Donald Trump, as he put America first, they say, no, you've got to put the world first. And we see that the liberal agenda is really right in line with everything that they are trying to do to create a one world system all throughout. They don't want us to think about nations. They don't want us to think about individuals or families. Just think globally. And I, I see this as being part of the conditioning of people's minds to think globally instead of thinking about America first or your own family first, but instead of think of yourself as a global citizen. And there's so much that we could get into here, as you said, with the climate laws, as we see with immigration and what's happening there, border crises in multiple countries, including America. But why will people be ready to buy the lies of the Antichrist when this new world order comes? How are these things being conditioned in people today? If we look over the past few years, people have been conditioned 
to go along with the global system. These mandates that are coming about, they were affecting every nation, some more extreme than others. You know, in the Western world, we think of Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, the U.K., a little bit more extreme than other countries were. But nevertheless, we had this, this effect globally through the COVID restrictions and then the vaccines and so forth. And people were conditioned by this. And the majority of people just went along with with what was taking place. And when I look at it, it's almost like once you take a step in a particular direction, you've already shown yourself that you're willing to do whatever comes next. Mm. It's a form of trust. They've What the elite have done, they have built a trust between the people who follow them. So when the next thing comes down the pike, they're going to be willing to accept it, digital currency or whatever it is. So there's certain things that must take place. Here's how it's going to be sold to the masses of people, because I believe Satan wants to get and needs to get as many people on his side for what is coming. This battle that's coming, ultimately Armageddon, he's got to get as many people on his side as he possibly can. So he's already started that process with the conditioning, but... What's coming next has to be appealing to people, has to be the promise of utopia. It's going to be the FOMO. You know, we know it's the FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. Yes. So it's going to come with this understanding of first, if we were to just take digital currency alone, hey, we're going to give you, as my friend Joe Kerr said, he said, hey, if you have $1,000 in your bank account, we're going to give you the equivalent of 10000 in digital currency. People go, Yes, I want to get on board with this. And so at first, it's going to be very appealing. And who's not going to want a utopian world when you start? They're, they're just going to talk, continue to talk about homelessness, although they create the problems. It's like the person selling you a fire extinguisher. He starts the fire, and then he comes knocking on your door. Hey, I happen to have a fire extinguisher for sale. Yes. You know, it's like that's what they've done. They're creating these problems with lawlessness and so forth. They're going to come along and say, hey, we have the answers. We have the solutions to this. And the solutions are going to be very appealing, a promise of what a wonderful world is going to be built up, the fear of missing out. Look what's happening. This is just great. And people, are, you know, people jump on the bandwagon when they see other people bragging about something. You know, celebrities are going to be involved in this. They'll get them, you know, touting things on the internet, on TV, your favorite celebrities, favorite movie stars, favorite sports stars, seeing how wonderful it is. So I think it's going to actually be an easier sell than the vaccine was when it comes to what is coming next, because a lot of people have already bought into it, into the system. A lot of people already shown they trust this global government, even though there's resistance, obviously. But what's coming next isn't going to have, it's not going to be affecting your body directly. But you're not going to be able to buy your groceries if you don't get on board. And if you do get on board, man, you're going to be super blessed. So it's going to be sold to the people with that. And in the meantime, things are just going to crash. So you're going to look at it and go, "Uh uh-oh, this is a problem. Hence, Klaus Schwab's words will eventually be fulfilled to some degree. By 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. I don't know if it'll happen by 2030, but these things are coming. 
Yeah, you're right about that. And I know that the UN has pushed forward their 2030 agenda. The World Economic Forum is totally on board with the 2030 agenda in an attempt to alleviate poverty and make all these promises. I recently watched a video on the UN's website that they have right there for all the world to see, a very smooth talking, soft-sounding female voice explaining the different parts of the 2030 agenda. It incorporates not just the economics, but also climate change and all these different categories that they're looking to meet. And they have this 2030 target as their goal. What is being done moving towards 2030? And what are some of the things you mentioned earlier, climate change and some of those things? How are these part of this agenda? They really are the agenda. So you look at Agenda 2030, it's you got 17 sustainable goals to sustain this world because the way we do things now is unsustainable. Everybody's going to die, you know, and, and, and that's what we hear all the time. Mm-hmm. In 2015, the Pope said, uh, hey, we have a problem. He started, he's really started tallying the whole climate change laws. Basically what he said, we need a one world system with the elite who are running the system, who are given the governing authorities, because we're going to destroy this world because of the climate issues that are, t- that are out there. So we have it coming from the religious sector. We have it coming from the political sector. We, now, we know BlackRock and these other huge corporations are also involved in promoting the green agendas. And that's really what they are. They're going to end up destroying everything, but they don't really care about it. And the hypocrisy is off the charts. You know, you have people who are making these decisions for us, saying that the oceans are going to rise unless we, unless we change everything. We have to do this right now, or we're all going to die. And these same people who are saying that are buying beachfront property, mm-hmm. where their property is probably three foot above sea level. You know, so they don't, they don't believe the very things that they are saying. But they're using the climate fear of catastrophe. They're using the climate fear to be able to manipulate the masses. Fear is one of the most powerful tools that the devil has. Yes. I think of Proverbs chapter 29, where the fear of man brings a snare, but it's the Lord who keeps us safe. Mm-hmm. And, but when we think of the words of Jesus from Luke chapter 21 and all of the discourse, where he said during that time, speaking of the tribulation, men's hearts will fail them from the fear and expectation of what's coming on the planet. And so the fear of everything being destroyed because we eat too much beef, because you drive a car with gasoline. I mean, they completely ignore the reality that the whole electric vehicle process of batteries is much more destructive to the environment than what's taking place with gasoline. And they don't pay any attention to what's being destroyed down in Africa in the attempt to be able to mine the necessary things that are needed for making the batteries for cars or whatever. They yes. don't care about the fact that we don't have the grid to even be able to run a place. I live in California. I mean, electricity shuts off here every summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no way. You can, how are you going to charge a car or anything else? So I live, Josh, just about pretty close to where near Palm Springs and there's these giant windmills out here. They're ugly, and there's a lot of them. 
They don't work. They don't work half the time. Wow. And there's wind blowing all the time. But you look at this and you go, no, these are not the answer. But these things are being told to us. And the amazing thing is how many people actually believe this. But the people are being manipulated. And the climate laws are the perfect tool to manipulate the masses of people. I think of Romans chapter 1, where the people worship the creation, hence the earth, Mother Earth, rather than the creator, rather the one who made the planet. So that's what's happening. The planet is being lifted up as this, this thing to worship. And because of that, the laws will be implemented and people will willingly just go along with it. And if you don't go along with it, you know, if you still want to have a barbecue or or where I live, you're not allowed to have wood-burning fires anymore, apparently. Mm. Or at least in new houses, they don't do that. I'm thinking it's crazy. But it's all this stuff. And so if you do those things, you don't care about your children. You don't care about your grandchildren. You don't care about the planet. You're an evil person. You say you're a Christian. Oh, this is, you're bad. You're, you're, you're bad. If you really cared, then you would go along with the system. Yes. I agree with you completely. We are talking with Pastor Tom Hughes. We have a couple of his books available in our resource center. You can reach our ministry by calling 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. Order your copy of America in the New World Order today. This is exactly what we're talking about here. And he's also got another wonderful book, America's Coming Judgment, Where is Our Hope? What will these kinds of ideas, these kinds of agendas that are being pushed on a global scale do to the typical American household's standard of living? You talked already about people being forced to buy electronic vehicles and not able to have a a backyard barbecue. But what else should the American uh, person who is worried about paying their bills, putting food on the table, things like that, how how should they be thinking? What should they be worried about as this agenda comes in clearer focus? Well, first off, I would say, don't be worried about how it's going to turn out because Jesus is coming. Yes. And that's the one thing we need to remember. All of these, these are events that we are talking about that are coming. The Bible calls them signs. Jesus says, this is what it's going to look like as you get closer and closer to the time of the end. The Old Testament and the New Testament alike give us hundreds of different signs to look for. So we're watching them, and ultimately they point to the great hope that we have. Jesus is coming. And the kingdom of this, this system, this utopian world, this new world order that these people are trying to set up, it's going to be the shortest-lived empire in the history of the world, mm. maximum of seven years. But in the meantime, until we are out of here, until the Lord calls us home, listen, it can get pretty rough. We don't know when we're going to be called home. And the way they're talking is, listen, it's just a matter of time before the economy is going to crash. I believe it's going to be crashed intentionally. I believe that for several different reasons. I believe the Bible even alludes to that. We can already tell what's happening because of the climate policies. We can already hear what they're saying. They're blaming everything on Russia and Ukraine. But like I said, I live in California. There's no natural gas shortage in California. Yet our gas bill at our home went up from like $100 to $500. Wow. Well, why did it do that? Well, we got a letter from the gas company, and as I, as I interpreted it, it basically said, 
because other people are paying more for gas in other parts of the world. You're going to pay more for gas. Mm. That's the way I interpreted what they said in the letter. And I just, I just sat there, my wife and I talked about that. This is happening globally. It's not just an American thing, not just a Europe thing. These things are happening globally. Food is going up. We have food processing plants that aren't coincidentally all burning up and blowing up at the same time. Trains derailing. This, these things aren't a coincidence. So you look at all of this, they're all affecting food and food prices, natural gas, gasoline, the necessities of life. Sure, you can still buy a TV for really cheap, but you know what? Your hamburger costs three times as much as it did a year ago. Yes. And businesses are being driven out. They can't afford to stay open anymore. So we have these different things that are taking place. I look at it, man, before prices started going up, the average family was already stressed going paycheck to paycheck. What is it like now? You can't afford food. You can't afford gasoline. You can't afford natural gas. Your electricity has gone up. What's it like looking like now? Then you project this just into the months ahead. I keep reading reports that people are now using their credit cards just to buy groceries. Mm. So we're entering into a very, very difficult time. And really, this comes down to... It's climate laws. You're going to have to have electricity. So when we, we look at this and they're saying, okay, you can't have gasoline, you can't have natural gas, you're going to have to have electric. Well, once everybody goes electric everything, then they've got complete control over you. They can shut you off through their system any single time they want. Mm. That's what they're really after. They know that electricity is not the answer but it's going to be used to manipulate the people, drive the costs up so high. People will say, I have to do this. I have to submit. Hey, now I can at least have groceries. So it's all going this way. And it's about breaking down everything good and right that we know, breaking down families through just, you know, wild, you know, evil things, transgenderism and so forth yes. to the breaking down of the economy. And it's all playing a part to, destroy everything so that they can take over everything. We have more from Tom Hughes on America in the New World Order on tomorrow's program. Tom Hughes' compelling book entitled America in the New World Order examines America's future in light of the ancient Hebrew prophets. With a gift for making complex ideas clear, Tom takes a biblical view of the intrigues behind the headlines. America in the New World Order explains what you need to know for your family's well-being. Order America in the New World Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. Our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, is here ready to answer a question about unbelief. Pastor Larry, does unbelief limit God? In Mark chapter 6, verse 5, Scripture reports that Jesus could do no mighty work in Nazareth except to heal a few sick people. Verse 6 says Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. The thought that there was something that Jesus could not do seems to limit God. Can man limit God? 
If we believe that man can limit God, isn't that demeaning and insulting to God? Doesn't it make man greater than God? In order to think biblically about this issue, we need to remember that there are some things that God cannot do. Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. We can trust God's promises, and we need to have faith in God's promises. If God could lie, then we could not have faith. There might be a promise that we need to latch hold of, and yet Satan could tell us that God is a liar. This means that God's limitations are not bad but good. The fact that God cannot lie is encouraging. God cannot redefine himself. In the Bible, we learn that God is the self-existing, eternal God who exists from age to age. He never had a beginning, and he will never have an end. God will not decide to change that definition and will himself into non-existence. God is immutable. That means he is unchanging. Now, friends, we live in a postmodern age, one in which modern man likes to redefine things according to human whim. In 1949, George Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984, hit the market. The main character, Winston Smith, brings upon himself the rage of the ruling elite by insisting that 2 plus 2 equals 4. He would seem to be on good grounds. Doesn't 2 plus 2 always equal 4? Well, don't be so sure. Winston Smith changes his mind because of pressure imposed upon him by the ruling elite and comes to admit that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Today, the party of the ruling elite in America claims that it is the party of science. That sounds good. We all know that science is scientific and that rational creatures should always abide by the results of science. Don't be so sure of that. The so-called party of science now believes that there are dozens of genders that a man can menstruate and get pregnant. Some in that party argue that the statement 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a racist statement invented by imperialists and colonizers. So the fact that God cannot lie and that there are some things that he cannot do should be very encouraging. Any limits that God observes are limits that God has placed on himself. No one has forced these limits on God. When God decides that he will not bless human unbelief, that is his decision. God is sovereign. He takes orders from no one. He has made the rules, and he is abiding by the rules. Many who boast in honoring the sovereignty of God do just the opposite. Their view of divine sovereignty limits God by their definition of divine sovereignty. They ignore the fact that God's administration of the universe is far more nuanced than they want to admit. Is God limited by human unbelief? Yes. God will not do what he doesn't want to do, honor unbelief. Tom Hughes takes a biblical view of the intrigues behind the headlines in his book, America in the New World Order. Tom explains what you need to know for your family's well-being. Order America in the New World Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this and many other resources at our website. Simply visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, Tom Hughes continues his examination of America in the New World Order. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by simply subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com.